0: Solution.org podcast coming your way, episode four fifty eight. Tease me and the Rickster, Ricky V Rock. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys?
1: How's everybody doing out there?
0: All right. So on this one, guys, we're bringing back the Sarms Guru, one of the most knowledgeable guys on Sarms out there. I don't know how he does it. I think he's a a robot or something, but he is really 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 the most up to date person on sarms and Rick did an art interview with him and we're going to present that to you in this episode and from what i gather um, because i'm going to listen to it right now this is going to be about mk677 dutrabel one of the uh really most coolest i think sarm it's not actually a sarm but it's sold as a sarm and it's one of the coolest kind of compounds out there that a lot of guys like to use in SARM stacks and you can also use it in, in steroid stacks too, right? Yeah, it's a great compound. It's very uh
1: it's a very different compound than anything else we, we have out there. It's a very unique compound when it comes to to actual performance enhancing drugs because it's sort of the only one that we have that's out there that works just quite this way. So Uh, This is from episode number 40 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. If you want to check out that podcast, that's uh, EliteFitness.com. On the top right, you'll see where it says podcast. Click on that, and it'll send you to every episode I've ever done of the Elite Fitness Podcast. So uh, without further ado, guys, here it is. Check it out. MK677. Now, Out of all of the performance enhancement compounds out there, this is one of the more kind of unique, kind of weird ones because NK677, it's like a growth hormone booster. It basically, it's not like some of the other SARMs that are actually attaching to to androgen receptors or, or PPAR inhibitors or along those lines. No, this one actually has an effect on your body's production of growth hormone. It, it boosts, it increases the amount of growth hormone your body produces. A real interesting compound. So tell us a little bit more about the actions of, of how it works and how it achieves this kind of uh, growth hormone boost.
2: So uh, it's a growth hormone secretagogue, and it's also a ghrelin receptor agonist, right? So essentially what it does is it's going to increase the endogenous secretion of like IGF-1 and hgh you know, like that. Um, so w- w- like a secreted God, cause I know not everybody's going to even know what that means. Basically, it's just like, uh, kind of like a substance. Then what it's going to do is signal your pituitary gland, um, in your body to just secrete more growth hormone. Uh, obviously you can take it orally, you know, in liquid form, like it's sold us with SARMs. I, I hate to call it a SARM. Um, but you can take it that way. There's, no injections needed whatsoever, which is nice, you know, and that can kind of be one of the things that you look at when you're comparing it to HGH as an advantage, you know, for, for six, seven, seven use, uh, obviously the cost and everything else, but that's a whole nother topic to discuss now. Just something about it real quick. It's not going to affect your natural testosterone levels whatsoever. No problems shutting you down, endocrine functions, anything of the sort. So you don't need to worry about that. You don't need any kind of PCT with it. So it's nice because you can use it in any scenario you want. You can use it at any time. You can throw it in here. You can add it. You can start it whenever you want. That's the beauty of it. Um, it, And also, there's clinical trials that they have going on with it constantly. Um, There's studies that have gone back into the 90s that you can read once again i'd have to cite those and i'm not really prepared to do that right now but th- there's plenty of them there i've shared them and read them a million times um but what they're doing is they're uh let me think uh they're addressing like growth hormone deficiencies and muscle wasting diseases so you know and and when you go and you look up any SARM uh especially well the the older ones like the 2866 S four, what were they designed for they're designed to prevent muscle wastage people that had osteoporosis hiv cancer when they're just getting their you know muscle eaten away um but they, they it, you know i said in 2015 this is going to shortly be the favorite of many and you just watch to get more popular and more popular and more popular and more popular it was you know it always used to cost a lot more though than other SARS because the um The raws to produce it were always a lot more expensive. And a lot of times people weren't even getting MK677 pure. So a lot of times the um, suppliers, and this was not even the fault of the people really selling it, they were sending it. And if you got it tested, it was like half 2866 or three quarters 2866. And partial six seven seven and there were suppliers selling it far cheaper you'd see it for like eighteen thousand dollars a kilogram right and then you'd have one supplier that had it for like six or seven and if you don't understand that something's fucked up with that then i guess that's kind of on you and then you obviously they're not testing it if they're selling it that way or they just don't give a fuck and they're selling it and there are people like that too um but that was just something interesting to bring up about it um if you want me to get into any benefits or positives of it, just let me know. I've got a little yeah, rundown. Well, well
1: de- definitely any kind of a compound that's real expensive like that will get replaced or just faked outright. This is why oh, yeah. Bola and Boland, Anavar, the more expensive ones to buy, and they get faked the most. And uh, MK677, as far as performance enhancement compounds go for, for the underground, is one of the most expensive ones uh, out there or to get. But it, it's definitely a very interesting one because I think I think the one way you could know right away if you got legit MK677 is, is the hunger and the sleepiness. It might take you several months to see, uh, in my opinion, to see the full full out effects of what increasing your growth hormone levels are. It might take you weeks and then months to really see what it could do. But as far as being sleepy and hungry... I mean, that that you get that coming on right away. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, uh, the the hunger, a lot of people are going to notice it in just a few days. Some people takes a little bit longer and everybody's different. But, you know, let's say you took 100 people, I'd say probably 75 to 80 of them would be just fucking starving or eating like an animal. Um, And that's definitely one. Now, the lethargy is another thing. And then the water retention, those are the three that you're going to see. Um, I just put a video out about controlling the water retention or how to at least mitigate it uh, based upon your sodium to potassium consumption ratios and that video goes up just in short. One of the major problems is, is that people don't get anywhere near the amount of potassium they need. And, and most everybody almost except the people like me that monitor our diet to the T, a lot of people eat way more sodium than they realize or that their daily allotment should be. And um, so in that video, I told everybody don't exceed 2300 milligrams of sodium per day and at the bare minimum, get 3,500 milligrams of potassium, but you really need 4,700 milligrams of potassium. And if you go check your diet out, most people don't get anywhere near that. But um, also, what you brought up is also factual about the lethargy. And that's why we, you know, I've always advised to take it before bed. It, It helps with your sleep enhancement regardless. And that will help to alleviate a lot of that lethargy that people do feel. And that does Um, you know, dissipate just like the water retention, just like the hunger that doesn't last forever. Once you get through about a month to six weeks for some, a lot of that stuff will taper off and um, people get confused because six, seven, seven can increase your hunger so much. But if you look at studies over time, it is, and just like HGH, uh, HGH doesn't increase the hunger, but over time, HGH is known for its fat loss capabilities, not for turning into a mass monster, like some people think. Same with 677. It's not going to turn you into a mass monster. You're going to get nice lean muscle gain, but it's really good for fat loss over time. And studies they've cited will will clearly show you that data as well as people that have run logs, you know, and and people that we see on forums and In in other message boards and videos and everything else. So that's something that needs to be recognized too. But yes, those are the main three ways you'll know pretty damn quick. If you've got real uh, six, seven, seven or not. All
1: right. So I see, and I understand the taking it at nighttime because it's going to make you sleepy basically, but now real GH, when you, when you inject just, just regular, human growth hormone most guys like to inject it early in the morning Uh, right that that way you don't get in the way of your natural gh production your your body's your your pituitary gland is producing it's between 15 to 20 times more growth hormone when you're sleep REM sleep than when you're awake so guys will take the human growth hormone that they, they, they inject exogenous human growth hormone they would take it in the morning first thing in the morning so that way you get the natural hormone release. When you sleep, and then you add it in in the morning. Now, using MK six seven seven at nighttime, would that somehow interfere or suppress your natural nighttime REM sleep production that your body naturally does, or will it enhance it? What effects does it have taking it at nighttime like that, so close to your nat- your body's natural rhythm?
2: So, I'm one of those guys that if I've ever heard one person claim that it affected their sleep negatively i have to bring it up you know what i mean even if it was one out of a million i gotta at least say it happened once so on rare occurrences i've seen people say that it has interfered with their sleep in a negative way but that is very rare but i have seen it i've seen it a few times now i have read studies on this they did a study Um, I don't have the exact gear in front of me right now, and I'd have to look it up, but I'm not going to waste our time. I just remember that that it was, um, I want to say like seven to eight people that were like 18 to 30 in that range. And then they took some older people like uh, 60, mid 60s to lower 70s. And I remember specifically this number because it said that they were uh, able to increase their REM sleep by as much as 50%. All right. And I've seen tons of people just on forums and, you know, message boards, like I said, in YouTube that they all talk about. That's one of the things they talk about. Vivid dreams, better sleep. Vivid dreams. And that's one of the known main benefits that goes along with it. Um, But I can I can assure you that most people that use it find it to be extremely beneficial for them improving their quality of sleep. All right, yeah,
1: de- okay. So definitely ap- improves the quality of sleep. How about uh, human growth hormone production during a nighttime? Because I mean, even even just exogenous human growth hormone that you inject uh, has been shown in, in some clinical data to suppress your natural uh, growth hormone production. Would taking MK six seven seven at nighttime when your body would naturally produce more GH would that? Could that interfere with your natural production or does it have no effect? Does it enhance it? Uh, what effect I, I does have, it
2: not, have not seen that be an issue with anybody. I, I really haven't. Um, one of the main things that you see and you see it in blood work, you see it in the studies constantly is the pretty drastic possible increases of, of GH and, and IGF-1 levels. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers on the studies but I remember one that I read I want to say after a year um it was increased levels by 55 to 75 percent um and there were several studies that I remember reading citing that so and and if you one of the things that I always I always want to see people's blood work. I mean, I think anybody that's kind of involved in this, we all, you know, any steroids or PED person that either uses or studies them, blood work is like the end all be all, at least in my view. I don't know. Some, everybody's different. I base everything off blood work because without the blood work, you never truly, truly, truly know. You feel something, but I want to see it on paper. All right. And so blood works that I have seen, anybody that has any sort of quality 677, I always see dr- very drastic increases in IGF-1 levels, and, and most everybody's taken it pre bad So I have no reason to believe or or advise anyone that they should be concerned about that at all. And um, uh, being just-
1: able to see... Being able to see the blood work of a big cross section of users is definitely a good a uh, good anecdotal evidence, at least that it has, is having no effect on it. At least no negative effect.
2: Right. So, uh, but I I can I can um probably get some studies up on the forums for everybody too, to just kind of show them. Cause it's a question that does, you do, you do need to see these studies so you can see aside from just reading people's blood work, but I'll look into that getting something like a nice a couple graphs or something that kind of break it down because it's pretty drastic, man. I mean, it, it it's a significant change. So I I'll get it out there.
1: Good, good. That's cool. So, um, so when people come off of MK six, seven, seven, is there any post-psychotherapy procedure or any, any kind of special care that needs to be given in any way? Or can you kind of come off with cold turkey? Do you taper off? What do you do? What's the best way to come off in K677?
2: It doesn't cause endocrine suppression. It doesn't lower natural testosterone. It doesn't inhibit like your SHBG, LH, FSH. It doesn't raise estrogen. Um, it, it doesn't suppress any sex hormones at all or increase any like antagonizing hormones there's no hormonal suppression so you wouldn't require any sort of pct whatsoever with it and the half-life is is you know about 24 hours or so so it's not it's it's once you stop taking it it's not like it's hanging around forever um it it's it's very simple man it's really cut and dry you don't have to worry about any of that and that's a major plus you know (laughs) i mean nobody wants to worry about recovery and this and that and all that. Not, you know, I mean, people hate it. That's why people just want to blast and cruise and do that type of shit. And so nothing to worry about there at all.
1: What's a good length of cycle where you, where you could get, how long should someone use MK six, seven, seven, to get the full benefits out of it? And, and maybe after how long do you, do you not get any, any of the benefits Uh how, how, what do you, what do you say to that?
2: So like, okay, that's a good question. There's, there's a lot of people with a lot of different, you know, you know, that you see a lot of people have different beliefs or theories or uh, advice on, on how to do it. All right. There's no shutdown of natural GH production at all, like at all. Okay. Um, Some people are using it for like a therapeutic treatment of growth hormone deficiency And then that's a good reason to run it more longer term. All right. Now, I will say a couple of things. There's a couple of reasons why you may not want to do it too long a term. The first is that it, it it will probably increase your blood glucose levels. And that can contribute to some insulin resistance in the more longer term. The second reason is. Some people, not all, because I've seen some people and I've seen some studies show that it's very beneficial over time and you continue to see results. Some people feel like it has kind of like that um, um, diminishing returns effect type of deal. Um, But and, and then again, there's different studies. So some of the studies are going to show you that you're going to see a huge spike early and then over the next, you know, six, seven, eight months, it's going to just kind of either maintain or tail off a little bit. I've seen other studies that show that it just keeps increasing over the 12-month the period. So that's one thing. I just find that on user-to-user basis, from what I've personally observed, from what people that I've coached, is that more often than not, the people that get the best results are in that six-month-to-a-year area, all right? So me personally, that's where I like to keep it. I always tell people, you know, three months, you'll get some good benefits. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're not. All right. Um, But like, let's say you have a moderately high or high fasting blood glucose level. You shouldn't even touch it, let alone run it long term. Right. Um, So it's once again, it's just like anything else. Different people respond differently, have different um you know scenarios different uh backgrounds or whatever the case may be so some people got to be a lot more careful than others i think if you're just a general person that is not having any of these worries or concerns i think six months is a good time frame to run it uh, at the minimum to really get everything out of it you know you can do a lot of things and still get it's like on SARM cycles when i tell people you're going to get the most out of your 12-week cycle. Will you get results in in eight weeks? Absolutely. Are you leaving gains on the table? Yes. Same here. So, but it's really up to you because you got to monitor your blood work and you got to know your body.
1: How long after starting MK six seven seven would a person be able to see a really noticeable increase in their growth hormone levels?
2: I'd say after a month, month, so after- four to six weeks.
1: And okay, so after about a month, four to six weeks, people can see a big increase. Have you ran across anyone that had blood tests for their growth hormone before MK677 and blood test during or during their run? And how much were their levels increased twofold, threefold, fourfold? Have you come across that yet or not?
2: I've seen a ton of blood work with significant increases over the last, you know, seven, eight years, lots of it. And it's, and I, at first, you know, you're kind of like surprised because it's newer to you, it's a newer compound, but then you just kind of start to expect it and you're shocked when you don't see it. So, you know, I always see at least 30, 40% increases with most people, a lot of people even higher than that. And that's normally in a pretty damn good amount of time. I haven't seen too many people that post their blood work after a month, but there are people that I've seen and all of them have good, strong increases. Most of the people generally are waiting three and four months to test it, but there's some people that will do it quicker. You know, you know how some people are and they want to know quicker and they're a little bit more educated on when they should be testing it and, you know, how to really get to the bottom of things and make sure they're working properly. But yeah, I would expect pretty significant increases with quality 677. 7, and if you're dosing it properly, you know, you know, um, et cetera. So
1: uh, that's, that's real interesting. Um, Yeah, definitely. Uh, be, be, I think that'd be a good topic for the forums. Um, Evolutionary.org. You, you have icearms.com. It'd be a great uh, post up to actually give some before and after uh, blood work numbers. I think that's real interesting how much. How much it increases now um another question about six seven seven i had here in my notes um let's see here all right what else does it stack well with what what can you throw on top of six seven seven that will uh work synergistically with it and, and enhances results obviously growth hormone works great with steroids period but is there any anything different or additional when using 677 what you, once you combine it with or maybe not combine it with?
2: I am going to tell you a little secret here that some people are aware of and some are not. Supplements that you take with it. Huperzine A, which is a nootropic, um, that's the one that you want to take alongside of it. I would say about 200 micrograms three times a day. Um There's some studies that say that it inhibits um, somotostatin in the body. And, um, um, you know, it's kind of like a myostatin effect, I guess, on inhibiting muscle growth. But it can free up more HGH, essentially, is what we're getting at here. Um, So that's the one supplement that I would recommend to take with it. You could use something like berberine to help keep your blood sugar in check if you think that that might be an issue for you as well. Um, But stack-wise, you know what one of my favorite stacks is? And also it pairs extremely well with HGH because you get that question a lot. In fact, I'll have a video that I'm going to do on stacking HGH with MK677 for everybody. I think that will be a very intriguing one. But one of my favorites is the healing stack. And so in that healing stack, you're getting uh, MK677, MK2866, and LGD4033. Now, 4033 has small healing benefits, but it fits really well into the cycle because of what it does on top of that. But it's really nice to finish off that healing stack. The two main healers in the stack are going to be 2866 and 677. Now, what's really nice there is 2866 works a lot faster. And it has a really, trust me, that's my go to when I have injuries that I'm really trying to help enhance the healing if I had to pick one, because it's faster acting, but you get that faster acting while the 677 is building up, you know, and then you start to once you have to come off the 2866, six, you're already in the process, and it's enhancing, you know, the, the healing aspect of it, and 677 seven just continues on the long term, especially if it's a more significant injury. And then you, you take all the benefits of all three of those that they already possess, on top of the healing aspect of it, you got a pretty damn strong cycle there now you can really stack six, seven, seven with anything, man. I mean, a lot of people like it to be carried over into their PC, uh, PCTs, especially on like a steroid cycle, which is great. You can run it with any steroid you want, any SARM you want, and you can really run it in any scenario, whether it's cutting, bulking, or recomping, because I can give you a benefit in all the scenarios. In fact, multiple benefits. So being that it's that versatile on top of everything else, man, that's, that's fucking... Platinum, right there. You know those those compounds are few and far between that you can just because you can run GW five hundred one five one six in any scenario, you can run SR nine thousand nine in any scenario. But you know, and are they really suitable in a bulking cycle? Well, maybe to help keep some fat off and keep you going, yeah. But that's more secondary in terms of where six seven seven can be more of like a primary, however you put it, which is just sweet so you know it's there's a multitude of, of benefits there's a, unlimited scenarios where it fits well that's hard to come by man that's hard to come by so that that makes it pretty fucking strong in my view
1: yeah i mean it's definitely a very unique very unique compound mm-hmm. uh, to, to say the least i mean it, what it does and and how it works uh, One thing I wanted to ask you moving on changing topics just a tiny bit. Now, I've seen you put a video up on your YouTube channel about SARMs Gels. And uh, for you guys out there listening, um, Dylan's YouTube channel right now is P.E. Space Fitness on YouTube. Um, If you want to see sometimes YouTube uh, gets a bug up their ass about steroid content. They might shut channels down. If you want, just put Dylan Jamali right on YouTube. And you should be able to find his uh, his most latest videos. Did, Dylan Jamelli with a double double L at the end there, um, double L I. Now, Dylan, tell me a little bit more about some gels. How, how it works? What? How do you how do you dose them? How, how, what is and what are the differences or advantages? Maybe why would somebody want some gels over uh, some of these uh, over over what guys are using now, which is the dropper and the liquid?
2: The sarms gels are amazing, man. Like. I was caught off guard by that one, but I, I did get like some little bits and information of them. I don't have like a full understanding and education of them, but I have a pretty, you know, pretty good understanding of what they are and what they do. So what's nice about the SARMS gels um, that I'm a huge fan of is the fact that, you know, It's so easy. You don't have to worry about carrying around a bottle with a dropper in it. A lot of people have always complained about the capsules. And I feel like a lot of the places that make the capsules, if people aren't getting results yet, that's real quality shit is that they're they don't know how to press their pills and they're, they're just doing it at home you know what i mean they don't have like real machines and things like that which obviously there's tons of room for error and understanding there i'm, I'm not i'm no manufacturer but even i get that so um i'm pulling up i am gonna pull this up for you real quick and i'm just gonna read it to you real quickly uh sarms gels are a highly stale, stable durable storage and delivery matrix so basically what they're telling us is it's a a new method of ingestion and it's like basically a brand new way to just be more precise in your dosing, I guess. Um, And what they tell you here is it offers preclinical benefits over liquid and powder. It's a gel-based media with a specific SARM in it obviously and it's embedded into each gel but it's dissolvable so it's able to really be accurately concentrated and it's still really durable so it's a lot more portable and storageable as well than liquids powders and, and capsules it's, you tear open a pouch you eat a gel and it, you're done it's just sweet um they do come and like so they when you buy them you can get like a 10 pack uh and that's all they had before and i i let them know i said you guys if you want to do this properly you should probably make a change here so they have 30 packs and 90 packs so because otherwise you know it's a lot of money they give you a discount so like you can get a 30 pack well there's a month right so if you get a 90 pack there's your cycle and so it's nice man it's essentially It it was developed, from my understanding, to make it, you're you're basically getting the most precise method of dosing with it that can possibly be done. Um, It's making it a lot more easy for people to do it if you need to hide it or, you know, to to just take it. Some people don't like to swallow pills. Some people definitely don't like the way the liquid tastes. So it's alleviating all of those problems. Um, And it's just nice and simple. So... So one, packet, one packet
1: is is one dose. One packet is good for one day. Is that correct? Or for one dose?
2: So yeah. So let's say you buy a 10-pack, right? Well, one pack, let's say it's GW501516. It'll say on the packet, this is a 20 milligram dose. So that's your dose for the day. So it'd be like if, if you got a package, like they portioned out your capsules or something like that, and it was in a pack, and here's one package, rip it open, take the capsule for the day. There's your dose, right? Same deal here, except it's a gel. It's a lot easier.
1: Are you paying an increase in price because of the extra packaging and, and stuff needed? Or is it It's a price little price? bit
2: more expensive, but I, I'm assuming these cost a lot more to make.
1: So, yeah, so manufacturers basically is eating some of the costs there to bring this out to people apparently because yeah i mean it's- well to,
2: to to provide you with like the the best method of of absorption and ensure you're actually getting the most out of it and everything um and this is my assumption i don't like to sit there and work for them but i have a relationship with them um where if i email them or need something or you know whatever i'm going to get an answer pretty damn quick So from my understanding, there's no better way to go about this to make sure you're getting everything properly.
1: Are the gels, do you put them under your tongue or anything like that? Or is it just swallowed same as you would uh, with uh, liquid?
2: I mean, I just chew them and swallow them because, you know, but you can feasibly put it under your tongue if you like. I know some people like to do that sublingual dosing. That's just not something I feel is necessary, but to each their own. I'm not going to argue that. Not saying it's not effective. I just don't think it's necessary.
1: Now, I'm sure you've heard of injectable SARMs out there and some of these reports. What have you heard about injectable SARMs and do you think that's even a thing? Or do you think that's 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 even some something anyone should do?
2: That's nothing I ever want to associate myself around, advise, be around, be any part of any company that's doing that. I won't recommend it or be around it in any way, shape, or form uh whatsoever i don't that, that's not how they're meant to be done i don't find that to be wise i i've seen people have negative reactions to it I, I i i want absolutely zero ever to do with any of that um you start doing shit like that and that's what gets it shut down and you know, it brings negative attention and yada 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 it has a bad fucking stigma and then people don't know what they're doing and they get hurt. And they do stupid shit. Parents freak out. This is a, the the best fucking way to fuck this up for everybody. You know it what just, I mean? It just
1: takes it just takes one. I mean, I was uh, I just did a podcast uh, with a guy, and and he brought up uh, the kid who uh, killed himself, uh, the baseball player. He was on steroids, and after the kid uh, committed suicide on, on steroids, uh, government, fed, the fed, the feds went after Mexican labs. It really just takes one or two people fucking themselves up for there to be a whole federal movement against, against something like this. And yeah, definitely.
2: Fucking, you know, first it was everybody tries to saturate the fucking market when the pro hormones, you know, and then all these fuckers did all that and brought negative light to it and fucked the whole shit up and almost got it completely fucked and still has like a shady gray area when, you know, before. Rick damn well when it was just fucking research chemicals, it was money like pure money. Nobody even paid attention to it. So you were never going to have a fucking problem. Now I understand being that there's so much benefits there that that was going to, more people were going to find out and use it eventually, but that was just a fuck all. I I don't know. You see, I get pretty irritated with shit like this because it just ruins it for everybody.
1: It's greed. I guess it's greed. You know, whenever there is a uh, different outfits competing for a, for a a piece of a market, Um, someone's going to want to stand out. Someone's going to want to kind of do it differently. And that's kind of what happened with pro-hormones. I mean, the the first pro-hormones to hit the market were the dions and the dials. There was no methylated stuff out there. And then uh, around the mid-2000s, some guy said, you know what? Uh, We're just going to start bringing methylated hormones on over. And they did. And then everybody started using it. That's when things got messed up, when people started having – liver issues because you had newbies that knew nothing about liver support or about anything, uh, taking methylated stuff and without being educated. And that's when, that's when, uh, uh, you know, companies started to get raided and all that. Yeah. Some of the greed, uh, messes, messes it up for what could otherwise be, uh, something that could have trajectory and, and stay around for a long time. So, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on, on injectable, uh, SARMs because, uh, they were all the buzz, around for a little while and then they died off. Nobody, nobody talks about them anymore. They're not available anymore. It seems like, uh, some people started to have problems with them really early on.
2: Yeah, they were. And, and nobody, I mean, most SARMs users are trying to get away from that type of shit anyway. So that, that wasn't going to be appealing to like your, your, you might see young kids and shit and, and some dipshits that whatever, but you know, that's the appeal. One of the appeals of SARMs is to not have to do that. You know what I mean? That's why it's just not have consistent. to. Inject,
1: yeah,
2: It's just, it's yeah, just you get you get get steroid
1: like results without having to shoot yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: exactly. And you know, that's not, that's not what they're intent. That's not how they're intended to be, to be taken. So I, I just, uh, I don't know. Shit like that. Just fucking sets me ba- just off man i hate to do that but you know i'm passionate on that
1: well yeah because uh they're they're letting their greed uh get ahead of them and and yeah like you said it'll have it could have uh consequences for everything and everybody else in, in, in the space yeah it's 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 crazy but yeah i'm i'm kind of glad they're gone uh haven't seen anyone talk about them and apparently they're no longer being sold but i, I always thought that was that was a clusterfuck waiting to happen with these injectable arms, and
0: it's oh, just, yeah.
1: it was just someone's attempt to uh, be different in the market, and and, you know, do bring something different uh, to what's otherwise pretty darn competitive. But yeah, it seems like it might have, might have it not been the, the best way to go. Um, no. Uh, so, uh, so uh, anything else uh, um, you, you would suggest uh, as far as MK six seven seven? Any other information that? You'd like guys to to know about the compound that's maybe not really spoken about. Any secrets ways to use it? Side effects to look out for? Advantages? Any anything else we could up uh, add about six seven seven that's not being spoken about to close the?
2: So just uh, there's one thing because this is always 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 gets asked. All right, and it's always about like insulin sensitivity and hypoglycemia. Six seven seven can raise your blood glucose levels no one should tell you otherwise all right and it's if you're insulin resistant it can cause like a reactive hypoglycemia okay so that's where you're going to see basically sharp spikes in your blood sugar and that can basically what it's going to do is cause like an exaggerated level of, of uh, insulin secretion and glucose uptake into your cells and that can crash your blood sugar and cause hypoglycemia. All right. So that's something that everybody needs to wear up. This is like a really poor endogenous uh, regulation of blood glucose. And it's generally, that's gonna be kind of like indicative of some degree of insulin resistance in a person. So just some some signs and symptoms of reactive hypoglycemia. Um, weakness, shakiness, sleepiness, things like that. You could maybe get some lightheadedness, sweat a lot, have over anxiety, possibly can even induce hunger. Um, there's several clinical studies that I saw that didn't show any change in blood glucose levels whatsoever. And that's why I was talking about the general normal everyday person. But there were a few studies that caused an elevation with like people's fasted blood glucose levels. And then there was some decreased insulin sensitivity there. So um, GH can cause your blood sugar levels to rise. I think most people are aware of that. And that's going to make your pancreas work a lot harder. And it's going to try to compensate and release insulin to bring blood sugar levels back down. Um, If you have like, like chronic HGH elevation, then that can create some chronic pancreatic stress in certain people and that can result in some insulin resistance and some like cell degeneration so these are just some things that i want people to be aware of about it and understand what and why because you see people bring it up but they don't really explain it or they ask it, but the, the, the explanation is not really in depth or very good. So I've actually put in some time because my explanations were pretty weak too when I kind of thought about it and, and went back in time. So I tried to put some more effort into getting a better explanation out there. I'm sure I'm not the end-all be-all expert on you know the hypoglycemia and the insulin sensitivity because it's, well, I'm aware of a lot of it It's not something that anybody I know of or really any clients that I've had over all these years, I've had some, um, but they're not messing around with 677 or anything. So I have an understanding of it, but I put more time and effort into understanding the the effect of 677 on individuals so I can spread more, you know, wealth of information on that and cover it more because sometimes I can come across like I'm just like pro, pro, pro and I will always explain the side effects, but I want to be a little bit more um, in depth on, on the way that I'm looking at it and explaining it. So people don't, you should never just be pro 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 and not explain the bad, 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 because generally there's always something to look out for. It might be very, very fucking minor, but you should at least know it pretty well to explain it to other people. If you're going to be for something, especially. So just want to make sure people understand, you know, Those types of things, just side effects like we talked about, lethargy, increased appetite, water retention, um, and then like the things that I just talked about as well. Sometimes um, there's a little bit of tingle or numbing hands and fingers, but not like with HGH where you kind of see that more common, you know, that carpal tunnel syndrome. You're you're probably not going to see that very often with 677 at all. So that's something. One thing I will tell you that doesn't get talked about that they did, and I saw this on a mice study, was it, it helped improve their immune system, and there was some hair loss prevention because IGF one actually can affect like um, uh, follicular proliferation and differentiation. All right, so um, that can help hair growth. There's more evidence that kind of has come up about that. I. I haven't seen that a lot in, in people's logs, but I always see improved health, healthy hair, healthy skin, healthy nails. So it's definitely possible. Um, And then it can help with hormone deficiency. Like I had brought up earlier, if you were treating yourself for that. So those are just some other things that maybe don't get talked about quite as much as certain aspects of it, but that's generally it. Dose wise, 25 milligrams a day for men, for females, 12.5 milligrams a day. That's generally where I'd keep it for both. There's no reason to go up or down, leave it there. So that's really uh, the other things I think we didn't touch on.
1: All right, awesome, man. Great information as always, Dylan. I really appreciate you uh, coming out and and sharing info with people. Um, Tell people where they can find you. If they got some some follow-up questions, if they want help, if they want uh, to pay you for consultation, what would be the best way for people to reach you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, And I am, I have been taking on clients again. So I am doing that. If anybody's got questions, you can um, generally, you can either find me on, there's four forums that I'm on constantly. That's isarms.com, evolutionary.org, elitefitness.com, and anabolics.com. I'm always on those. Uh, So you can always catch me there. Dylan at sarmsexpert.com. You can email me there check out my youtube um like like rick had said i really appreciate people are really helping rebuild that channel man like fast and it's getting it's just amazing it it really is and i just very 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 gratifying and i am truly appreciative i'm turning 40 this next month so the older you get the more things you appreciate tons so but yeah those are all the ways to get me so anybody anytime just feel free yeah definitely
1: you have a lot of very loyal fans you know YouTube has had it out for you and your channels now for uh going on 3 years 4 years now where they once your channels get get popular they they shut you down but uh you've got such a loyal following that guys are are, are searching for Dylan Jamali on YouTube finding your new content finding your u- new channels and subscribing and I see some of the comments there from people that follow you and uh you you've got a good a faithful group of of uh, it looks like about forty to fifty thousand guys who, when your channels get shut down and you bring another one up, uh, these guys fill in your your channel pretty quickly and and I guess that's just a testament to how uh, how much you help people, how many uh, questions you answer. You're always there for the people. You're always there for for everyone that needs help and it uh, looks like that that's going a long long way and and make you really popular.
2: I'm trying my best man you know I've made I've said and done some things I regret and, and things in the past but I really try to be there for people and, and make things right and do what I can and then I you're right the, the people that follow me are pretty fucking loyal and I am a am a only child in an Italian family so loyalty is like one of the main things that's important in our lives you know in my family so it's a big deal man it really is but you know You've helped me a ton. And you helped me even get started and, and everything. So I always am in full gratitude and indebted to you. That's why anytime you need me, I'm always there. Yeah,
1: man, you definitely have helped me a lot with this uh, podcast. You've been on here for many, many episodes and, and helped out a ton, man. Hey, I really appreciate it, Dylan. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I guess that's it, brother. I pre- appreciate your time today and, and we'll do it again sometime.
2: Absolutely. I always enjoy it and look forward to it.
1: All right, my man, have a good one, bro.
2: You too, brother.
0: All right, so that was the episode. So really, really good episode. You covered a lot of different things, Rick. What was your favorite part of the episode? What was something you learned in, in that in that podcast?
1: Uh, the whole thing is great. I, I like learning and these cousin. Uh, these compounds and how they're used—it's uh, just great. I mean, the, the whole the whole interview, I learned. Uh, I learned a lot of things. I confirmed some other things that I thought I already knew. It's a great show. We'll definitely have uh, Dylan back on uh, here and on EliteFitness.com in the future.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. MK six seven seven really a unique compound for sure. Um, it does things that you know, are, are, are quite amazing. And I have used it myself a couple of times and it really, really lives up to its billing. All right. So this was episode 458 of evolutionary.org podcast and episode 40 of the elite fitness podcast hosted by Ricky V rock. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.
1: Hey, guys, so this is the required legal disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Neither is my guest. Do not take any drugs or engage in any kind of physical activity without first checking with your doctor. You must first get your doctor's advice before you do anything or take any compounds. Also, none of the statements we made today have been approved by the FDA, so uh, none of these products we've mentioned today are meant to uh, cure, diagnose, or treat any sort of illnesses. And that's your warning right there, guys.